the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Senator Mike Lee joins us now with a couple of things that we need to talk about. First of all, Mike Lee, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Glenn. It's good to be with you. Uh, good to be with you. First of all, any thoughts on uh, what we were just talking about with uh, Cambridge Analytica? It's fascinating, first of all, that it's something that can be called, we're just looking for clever ways to access our voters one day, and the next day be turned into something entirely different sounding, uh, something that involves manipulation. I think voters can be made aware of this, and the more they're made aware of it, perhaps the less vulnerable they'll be to it. This is a little bit scary. Did you see the um, Did you see the documentary from the BBC Channel Four in uh, in England? Yes, I did. I thought it was fascinating and very well done. Disturbing yeah. to say the least. Yeah, very disturbing. Where they talk about how they have done this uh, around the globe, and uh, they have manipulated people, and they they go out to find their anger and. Uh, then manipulate that anger into or fear into anger and anger into into action. But they also talk about uh, going in. It sounded to me you're an attorney. Um, uh, wasn't that uh, entrapment that they were talking about going out and and uh, trapping people into, you know, nefarious things? It certainly starts to resemble that, and in any event, it puts people in a position where they're acting on their worst impulses. It puts people in a position where they're trying to catch them at their worst moments, and that rarely brings out the best elements of society when our entire political system turns on a desire to harm others. So, Mike, we have been uh, exploring the Bill of Rights and the Constitution on our uh, broadcast for, for, for the last few weeks. And I'm convinced that almost all of our problems are caused because we, over time, have said we've got to do something. And that something always seems to come back to let's violate the Bill of Rights. Let's violate the Constitution one way or another. Um, and I, I know you are, you know, sharing a strange bed with with Bernie Sanders now to stand up uh, against something that Barack Obama started. And we're now continuing without any kind of congressional oversight. And that is a war in Yemen. Yes, that's exactly right. And to be clear, you're talking about a metaphorical bed there and not a literal one. Uh, <laughs> I guess we have to hashtag sure. me too. You can't, can't be too safe. Yeah, you I know. can't be too safe these days. Uh, but I'm glad you draw the comparison between violations of the Bill of Rights on the one hand and violations of the structural constitution on the other hand. The two go hand in hand. They are always uh, accompanied by one, each other, uh, one another. And in this case, what we have is a violation of the structural protection of the Constitution we call separation of powers, where we have one branch of government that is supposed to declare war. If war is going to be declared in our country, by our country, it has to be by Congress. Why? Well, it's because the Constitution says so, and it says so because Congress is the branch of government most accountable to the people at the most regular intervals. So if we're going to put American blood and treasure on the line, it can be only through the people's elected representatives in Congress. We've drifted from that in recent decades, and we've allowed presidents, executive branches, to take us into a theater of war 
and have us be involved there for years, sometimes decades at a time without Congress declaring it. So that's a problem. So hang on just a second. I want to understand a couple of things. First of all, the president can say we're going in for an action, but he has, what, 30 or 90 days and Congress has to review it in that time period and say we're either going to fund this or not. Is that right? Uh, Essentially, yes. Now, uh, still, in order to undertake war, that does require an action by Congress. The president can repel invasions where that occurs. Or if it's not an invasion in the United States, the president can involve us in hostilities if there is an imminent threat uh, to the United States. He can take such action. But uh, there are strict time limitations on that. And uh, but, uh, Congress gets to respond. But have we, and, de- have we declared war in Afghanistan? Has Congress actually declared war since 2001? Uh, in 2001 and in 2002, Congress adopted two separate authorizations for the use of military force. Basically, the modern-day equivalent okay. of a declaration of war. It's the closest thing we can get to it. But we have not declared war since then. We have not issued an authorization for the use of military force since then. We certainly not have, done so, have not done so with respect to Yemen, where we are now in our third year of acting as co-belligerents in a Saudi Arabian-led coalition against the Houthi rebels in the Yemeni civil war. So this is really actually very important for people to understand because this is a, this is a proxy war against Iran. Uh, and Saudi Arabia has been asking for our support, and we're refueling their jets, we're providing them equipment, uh, and we're actually engaged uh, somewhat at their side. And they are telling us this is really important. If we if we don't do this, we're going to uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna lose a war to Iran, and Iran will sweep the Middle East. Um, so it's important that we we talk about this. Why is this one the tripwire for for you that you say I, okay we we we've got to stop this? Well, because first of all, you, you use the expression as as so many do. We're going to lose the war in Iran unless we do this. Well, what does that mean? Have we declared war against Iran? No, not last time I checked. But we have not declared war on Iran. And so if you want to make this a proxy war with Iran, let's at least have that debate and that discussion. If somebody thinks that it's time to declare war on Iran, then we can have that discussion. But you can't just use the fact that, uh, well, we don't like a lot of the stuff Iran does, and Iran is is uh, uh, perhaps a, an enemy to the United States in some ways, or at least its government is. That still doesn't justify our involvement in somebody else's civil war in Yemen, especially where Congress has yet to declare war. I saw uh, a Wall Street Journal uh, op-ed that basically said that you were a helper uh, to Iran. I know you, Mike, and I know you were you were not one that was standing with the Iranian uh, deal that Obama made. You're anything but an Iranian helper. How does that feel to be called that? Yeah, it feels really, really creepy. I mean, look, you've got a despotic regime uh, in Iran with a disgraceful record on human rights. And I have never been called or thought of as Iranian as an Iranian helper in my entire lifetime. So somebody, somebody 
connected closely to the military-industrial complex has decided that this is what it's come to, that we've got to resort to the politics of personal destruction, and that someone who dares to stand up for the Constitution of the United States and say that the American men and women whose sons and daughters will be sent into this combat field uh, in connection with our involvement in the Civil War in Yemen, uh, that, that they don't deserve to have the people's elected representatives in Congress making this decision. And that for that reason, anyone who calls out on Congress to do that which the Constitution tells Congress to do has to be disparaged as an enemy to the United States. This is disgraceful. Well, and I, I, I think the Wall Street Journal uh, uh, should be ashamed of itself. In many instances, it engages in careful, thoughtful analysis. This is a notable, huge exception. Uh, it worked in World War One when Woodrow Wilson was uh, shouting down all of the people that uh, got into his way. I'm not saying this is coming from the president. I have a feeling you won't say this, but I, I have a feeling. Well, let me just put it this way. I don't trust Mitch McConnell at all. And anybody who stands in Mitch McConnell's way is an enemy of the state, I, I, I think. Um, Mike, can you can you tell me uh, tell the American people why they should call their senator and tell them you you've got to stand against this well the senate will be voting today on a resolution that i've put forward with senator bernie sanders from vermont now bernie sanders is a progressive liberal (laughs) independent who caucuses with the democrats and i've never been described that way i'm a conservative uh constitutionally know who you are conservative republican yes and uh, we have a resolution that calls out the fact that we haven't declared war in Yemen and that there's no authorization for the use of military force in place for our involvement in this Saudi Arabia-led coalition war in Yemen against the Houthi rebels. Call your senators today and tell them to support this resolution and to vote against any motion to table this resolution today. Okay. Mike, keep up the good work. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Glenn. You bet. Bye-bye. Call the senators. The separation of powers is really important. This has been going on. This was authorized by Obama, not Clinton. I mean, sorry, not Trump. This was authorized by Obama, and it's got to stop. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.